0: How will we know?
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the premiere of the Wellness Mindset. I'm Enolia and I'm here with my dear, dear friend Danica. And we would just like to say good morning, good evening, and good afternoon wherever you are in the world. And let us introduce ourselves. We'll start with Danica. Please introduce yourself. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, everybody. She, did, she just did a flip on me just now. You see, this is what, this is what your mindset got to be right, y'all, because you just never know how things will shift on you. Hello, everybody. My name is Danica Carruthers and I am a certified professional life coach as well as a soul therapist. I work with you at the level of soul and the level of mind because we're three parts. Now you're gonna hear an accent today as we're talking because I was born and raised in the Bahamas, specifically Grand Bahama, because a lot of people ask me which island. And I now reside in Houston, Texas, but today I'm coming to you live from Cancun, Mexico. I'm on vacation, but so (laughs) happy to be here with Enolia, and we are just looking forward to having a fabulous, insightful, powerful time with you today. And thank you so much for tuning in. Enolia.
1: How can how can i even go after that one? Oh, okay <laughs> i am a woman that has a lot of a collective background so here i am coming to you i am in angola and i'm originally from new york i am a life coach i am also a medicine woman and i have a shamanic practice so yes i will be coming to you with thoughts of the way from the indigenous um Wow, I don't really know what else I can give, but I think that people will actually truly get to know us as we move on through our topics and as we share who we are from our hearts and we'll just move on from there. So we'd I like. Love, to- I love.
0: I love how you. Hold on a second. I love how you just said. <laughs> I will be coming to you from the way of the indigenous, which I think is so apropos because indigenous to me represents the root. It represents the authenticity of who we are. It represents the the original of who we are, right? And I think that's so powerful. You know, for our listeners and our viewers to understand that we are coming to you today from the place of authenticity, from the root of who you are, because we're going to be talking today about how to control your thoughts rather than your thoughts controlling you. And 95% of what we think and believe has been programmed. It's been suggested by outside sources, outside forces, right? And so I just really want to encourage and challenge everybody today to just be open you know you might hear some things today that you never heard before you might hear some things that make you say hmm you might hear some things that make you say hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but just be open because we're truly coming to you from a place of love and truth and light but also authenticity also indigenous also from the root of who you are the truth of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience
1: yes yes How beautifully stated and eloquently stated. Thank you so much, Danica. So how to control your thoughts, first and foremost, I wanna talk about the act of being conscious while thinking. The act of being conscious and noticing when you're thinking. And I'm going to give you an analogy because a lot of people go, "I, I know what I think. I know how I think. I know exactly what I do. But no, we don't. We are unconscious. Majority of us are unconscious thinkers. And I'm going to make it akin to this, something really simplistic. When you take your shoes off and you walk barefoot, you are sitting there looking at every step that you take. Oh, that hurt. Oh, that's, no, this, this this road is too grainy. You know, there's too many rocks here. Oh, I could cut my foot. It's sharp here. You're watching every single step that you take until you can get to a place where you can rest and you don't have to worry about the steps that you're taking because you're off your feet. But when we are thinking our thoughts, we act like, our shoes are on. And we have that heavy, nice coating of rubber and we don't have to worry about where we're stepping and we just step here, step there, step everywhere, right? Because we have this complete sense of thinking that everything's good, everything's safe, I don't have to worry about anything. I can, I can do the act, but not necessarily consciously while I'm doing it. And that is food for thought. So the question is, do you actually step or think consciously do you think about the words that are coming out your mouth do you think about the vibration that they carry are they positive are they negative are they judgmental where are you coming from danika
0: yeah and and you know you talked about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love how spirit I love how spirit prepares you for everything because you talked about being barefoot, right? And, and uh-huh. so you're more conscious of where you're stepping when you're barefoot. Now, I'm a person, I like to go barefoot. You know, that's the, now, of course, I don't go out in public barefoot, but I love to go out in barefoot. I will go out in my yard barefoot, walk down my driveway, but I'm here in Cancun. And I actually, I was walking this morning and it was raining and I was barefoot outside but the cobblestone was very, very slippery. So I was walking, you know, subconsciously, like I normally do. I'm not paying attention to as I'm stepping, but as I recognized I was sliding on this cobblestone that was wet, I was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. I gotta do this a little bit more carefully, right? And so every thought that we think, 95% of it has been programmed. We come into this world a clean slate, a clear slate. It's like you get a computer and there's no programming on it and then you have to program it. So we come in like an unprogrammed computer and then we're programmed with all of these ways of thinking, with all of these suggestions of who we should be, of what we shouldn't do, of what's right, of what's wrong, right? So our thoughts have been pre-programmed and often the way that we move through life is being controlled by what somebody else has suggested. Now, thoughts are funny things. I have, you know, your perception creates your reality, not the other way around. The way you think about your life determines how your life is, right? But when right. thoughts come, I liken it to the freeway, you know, the highway. I live in Houston, Texas. Ooh, child, if you're driving on 45, honey, you just got a whole bunch of stuff going on, a whole <laughs> bunch of people in, and a whole bunch of cars doing a whole bunch of things that a lot of them shouldn't be doing, Right. We have no control over thoughts coming, just like we have no control over the cars coming onto that freeway. But if somebody is doing something crazy in their car, you have absolute control over whether you stay on that freeway or not, whether you pull to the side of the road and wait for that crazy person to pass by, or you exit stage left and get off the freeway. When thoughts come to you, you have to you and you you have to be like like you said and all you have to be conscious of these thoughts in order to be able to determine what you're going to do with those thoughts because a lot of people think a lot of shit i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it y'all but shit for me is an acronym it's shame hurt insecurities and triggers a lot of our thoughts are connected to the shame the hurt the insecurities and the triggers that we have dealt with as a result of circumstances and experiences in our life and so again It's a programming and we're unconsciously acting according to the thought without recognizing that you have absolute control over whether you entertain that thought or you pull on the side and let that thought pass on by. But it's important to recognize the way that you think because the way that you think is creating your life. And if you're living a life that is not in alignment with what you desire to experience, you're going to have to learn how to control your thoughts because right now
1: your thoughts are controlling you. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to go and emphasize, I want to go to that place where we emphasize that recognition because you know, people will go, Oh yeah, I recognize what I say, but to recognize and, and to see what your thoughts are doing and how you're doing is to step back and be out of the reactionary aspect of yourself and to, and I love the word notice. You need to notice how you're thinking. Are you thinking in a positive way? Are you thinking in a negative way? Are you thinking the way that you were groomed when you were a child and the way that your mother treated you and now you're turning around and treating somebody else exactly the same way? Notice, notice the patterns, notice the habits, notice the place that they're coming from. And that is imperative because in order to make a different decision, in order to understand that a different decision has to be made, you have to notice your decision point. You have to notice that particular moment when you're making that decision that gave that particular outcome. And if that outcome is aligned exactly the way that it has always been aligned, which is like putting on an old pair of shoes, girl, I know exactly what to say, when to say it, and I know exactly the outcome is gonna happen when I say it. Well, if you know that you are not coming correct and you know that that shift needs to take place, you need to make a different decision. And if you make a different decision, you need to capture the moment that you're actually making the decision. You need to notice, you need to recognize, you need to step out of the reaction and then understand exactly what's taking place within.
0: So absolutely. Absolutely. And you say,
1: you say, you say
0: notice, you know, I, I do this thing now where I have um, conditioned myself (laughs) to observe observe rather than participate. So you say notice, right. And I I use observe in the same way, because when you, when you choose to observe rather than participate observe first you give yourself an opportunity to respond rather than react yes your feelings are an extension of your thoughts let me say that again your feelings are an extension of your thoughts you know we live in a time right now you know my focus in the work that i do is mental and emotional wellness we talk a lot about mental health but they talk about it from a place of medicating right? There's Mm -hmm. not enough focus on the wellness aspect. Okay. Now, again, your feelings are an extension of your thoughts. Depression is something that people feel. It's an extension of things that they're thinking. And the more I do this work and the more I work with my clients, they really get it. We don't understand how much of everything that we are, that we do, that we feel, that we think, the program is connected to the thought. If your feelings don't feel good, what your feelings are telling you is that you are out of alignment in your thought process with the higher aspect and the greater good for yourself. And this is the reason why giving yourself an opportunity to observe, observe the thought, observe the feeling, observe the The thought that is connected to the feeling. Don't open your mouth right away. Don't open your mouth right away because I see every word as being a seed, right? Just observe. I had an opportunity yesterday, Enolia. You know, Mm -hmm. I I had a I had an incident with my son. Okay. And um, okay, so I'm gonna be transparent and vulnerable right now. We were at breakfast and I reached over to take a piece of his French toast.
1: <laughs> and
0: he put his fork to my knife and said, Mommy, please ask. Right? And here I go now. There was a feeling that came up for that. I did not like that at all. I was like, hey, but y'all could put your fork in my plate whenever. Da, da, da. But he was asking me for something, but there was a feeling connected to it. And so I had to, you know, I had to back away from it. And I had to sit with the feeling, but what is the thought? And I really sat with myself and it's like okay, this is a trigger because I recognized that the feeling was so strong to the point where I wanted to cry, right? Which don't mm-hmm. make no sense. Someone telling you, ask for a French toast and you want to cry. Something's going on here. It was a trigger. Right. And as I gave myself an opportunity to observe this feeling and the thought, because, you know, in the moment it was a feeling, I wasn't really thinking anything, but of course I was thinking something, you know, I was thinking like, well, I always let y'all come in my plate. Like what's the problem? Right. But as I sat and I thought about it, I said, you know, as a child, I always felt denied whenever I'd mm-hmm. ask my father for something, he would always tell me no. And I was like, okay, this is a denial that's connected to rejection. Okay. But how, how do I, how do I want to be in this because we're on vacation together. Right? So mm-hmm. I, I talked to him later and I told him what I felt. And as i was talking to him i started crying like (laughs) crying right and he said Mm -hmm. he said you could always have anything that i have he said but this is me putting up boundaries this is me putting up boundaries to myself he said but don't ever think that you can't get what i have he said but i always want you to remember this was very powerful he said i always want you to remember when something comes up for you, remember who's sitting in front of you. He said, Mommy, he said, You are the most valuable person in this world to me. He said, I need you to always remember that. That was so powerful for me. But mm-hmm. as I gave myself an opportunity to observe what was going on, it was like, okay, Danica, what's happening right now? This French toast chat, and it was a buffet and all this, I could have gone again. <laughs> <laughs> But again, I love how spirit works in our lives, both of our lives. You know, for us to come powerfully to other people, we have to have experiences and for those of who are who are listening today, if you know that you're called for a greater purpose, understand that there's some stuff that will happen in your life because you have to yes. learn before you can
1: teach yes, yes Go ahead, it's imperative yes it's, a, it's i I love the story that you told, and it's imperative that we can look in the mirror. And, and love what we see because that's what's gotta be there in order for us to create a foundation to assist and help other people. You talked about observing and I love that because there's this piece that I always I, I always use that basically says that it's akin to a movie. You know, are you in it or are you observing it? and i want to i want to just play with your observe because when you're in it you're so busy reacting 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 you have no way of adjusting and seeing what your participation is so therefore you're kind of lost you're just so busy reacting that it's it's just everything everything's like a roller coaster of emotions i'm up here i'm down here how could you do that oh that's great oh i don't know i'm not sure I'm lost, I'm a victim. I'm this, I'm that. But when you are the observer of yourself and you notice what you're doing, I'm gonna put them together since we're, we're coaching here. <laughs> 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 then, then what happens is that you get to see the story that you're in unveil. And the beauty about what you just told as a story is that it is a story. And you had to come from the participation within that story, observe it, notice what was going on with your triggers, deep dive into it, understand exactly what took place so that you can move past the story. Yeah. And And, this.
0: I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's okay. We can go back and forth. (laughs) But in that,
0: we get to see our growth and maturity, right? Because if you're always reacting, I'm sorry, but you're not growing and you're not maturing. If you're not willing to sit down and observe rather than participate all the time, rather than be right, rather than get your point across, rather than being heard, because the truth of the matter is, ain't nobody need to hear you. You need to hear <laughs> yourself and you yeah. also are responsible for whatever it is that you are communicating, what you're relaying, what you're saying, right? But we mm-hmm. all know that we all know the mess of ourselves, man. It's like, you know, you know who you are. Yes, Sit do. down. And, and and it's important for you to know who you are because listen to me. If you don't know who you are, you will never know what is real, and you will never know what is love. OK. And so you have like Enolius and you said the story. We all have a story. We all have a story. We get stories for days. And, and depending mm-hmm. on how long you've been here, the, the term is how many stories you have. Yeah. But you can <laughs> decide whether or not you are going to hold on to the sting. In your story, or you are going to look for the glory in your story, because there is good and there is bad in every situation, which. Do you want to be your experience? Because whatever you want to be your experience, those are the thoughts that you need to entertain. And anything that is coming out against that or is not in alignment with that, you need to sit with those thoughts and you need to learn how to control your thoughts rather than having your thoughts control you.
1: And another aspect of that in the fact that your thoughts can control you is that emotional states are reactive states. Therefore, emotional states are sometimes the biggest distraction for you to see what the heck is going on. Calm down. Calm down, don't be, you know, get over the anger, get over the anxiety. You're so busy having the emotion that you're not seeing what's going on, that you're not able to observe what's going on. So therefore, you're not able to watch what's going on, unveil, so that you can have a proper reaction and get through the story if it's a negative one or enjoy it if it's a positive one. We have to learn how to contain some of the emotions so that we could be the observer, notice what's going on and move past the story. Now, when we go back to your story, the one that you just shared, You had this reaction, but you didn't let the reaction overcome you with such grief and everything that you shut down. You didn't want to hear anything he had to say. You just cried and then you got up and you walked away from the table and everybody would have went, what's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. And you know that people do that. Yes, we do. We do that. We have those moments where we just shut right on down because it's easier. And we don't want to be vulnerable and say, okay, what you just said triggered me to something that happened way past that, but it's just that you triggered me at this moment. Yeah. And I don't even know how to react to you because I'm I'm reacting so much deeper than what just happened on the surface, right? And then we don't want to share the fact that, you know, it has nothing to do with the story that's going on here, but a past story. Absolutely. So, so I that like to emotion-
0: emotional go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, finish your thought, that emotion.
1: So, so that emotional piece is what we have to grab hold of. Those emotions are what we have to contain to help us have ourselves control our thoughts. Absolutely.
0: And so the emotion is the feeling, right? The emotion yes. is the feeling. And emotion is simply yes. energy in motion, meaning the energy yes. is going to move. And if you don't give the energy a healthy outlet, to move it's going to find an unhealthy outlet to move because the energy has to move so i say pause don't panic pause in the pausing you give yourself an opportunity to observe and listen you have to be willing to identify your triggers we all have triggers because we all have shit Shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers, right? The triggers are as a result of the shame, the hurt, and the insecurities. So we the same way we all shit every day, y'all, or poop, however you want to say it, is the same way we all experience it. And most of our shit, shame, hurt, insecurities, and triggers came in when we were children. You have yeah. to identify your triggers. You have to be willing to identify your triggers. When something rises up inside of you all of a sudden, and it comes with a body motion and something that makes you not feel good you have to be willing to sit if you want to grow and mature and evolve as a spiritual being you have to be willing to sit down and identify the trigger let me put it to you this way do you want to be in the company of somebody who is trigger happy you know that's a saying for someone <laughs> who likes to pull the trigger of a gun they got the hand on the trigger constantly and just ready to pull it okay in america we know the problem with that okay you you don't want to be around someone who is considered trigger happy so you don't want to be someone who is constantly being guided and fueled by your triggers the only way that i can know that a gun is dangerous in the hand of a child right we don't, and become and listen when we come up with those feelings that is our inner child that's that hurt baby that's yes, showing up is. to the surface will you will you put a gun in a child's hand And let them just walk around with it? No. So the same way you will not put a gun in a child's hand because they could be trigger-happy because your children like to play. They just pulling. They don't know what they're doing. They just pulling and shooting and killing everybody. You want to identify your triggers so that your triggers are not constantly emotionally and mentally destroying you. And I say it this way. You have to be willing to face it in order to erase it. You have to be willing to own it in order to disown it. And we all got Shit, let me tell you something. I'm so happy now, Enolia. Girl, This I'm on this vacation, right? And I've been regular. <laughs> Lord, I'm, I'm telling our viewers, all my business the first time out. I have become very regular with my elimination schedule. But being over here, I've not been eating the way I eat at home. And so like one day, there was no elimination. And this morning I woke up and I woke up to eliminate. And I was like, yes. Thank the Mimis, right? We like when that comes out because we know That we're clearing stuff out of our body that is not serving us, that needs to be out, better out than in, right? So these emotions and these negative thoughts and these yucky feelings, you have to be willing to face that stuff in order to
1: eliminate it. And not only face it, but like what you see and accept the totality of yourself. We look in the mirror every day. And when we look in the mirror and it's like, oh, I like this part of me and I like that part of me, but I don't like this part of me and I don't like that part of me. Let me tell you something. Accepting every aspect of you is powerful. Let me tell you why it's powerful. If I know that I'm an angry person, if I know that there are moments that I have insecurity, if I know that there are moments that I have jealousy, but I can catch myself, And I can face that aspect of myself and say, oh, you're being jealous, Up, you're being insecure, Up, you're being angry. Get to the back. Let me bring up the confident woman. Let me bring up the part of me that works, right? But if somebody were to insult me, girl, I saw you, you were angry. Well, my point to them would be, and, and your point is, there is nothing that anyone can say to you that can insult you when you know every aspect of yourself and you accept it. And you love it. How can anyone ever hurt your feelings if you accept the totality of who you are? There aren't any vulnerable spots because I could turn around and say to you, yeah, I get insecure sometimes. And your point is, you know, I see that in myself. And if you don't like it, you can move, you can shift, you can go. This is who I am. I accept who I am. And I have those moments. And yes, I have to step back and I have to take a breath in and I have to regroup. And then I come forward and then I am in my confident, most strength of of self that I am. And I move on from your story. You cannot be, you cannot have judgment projected upon you when you already know your truth. That's real
0: talk, girl. That's a word. those (laughs) of you who are listening to this today, get your notepad (laughs) and your, your your pen and write that down. Enolia, that is, that there is Gold, you hear me? And you know what? I'm 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 kind of becoming convinced that that understanding and that connection, that revelation, and that insight comes with experience. I'm not gonna say necessarily with age, but it comes with experiencing some shit in life, yeah. right.
1: Yes. Like, like,
0: girl, girl, listen, I've been in Cancun this whole weekend. Honey, let me tell you something. I've been in a two piece bikini every single day. There was a time when I've been like hell to the no. Because you know what? I was looking at my stretch marks. I was looking at my cellulite, my dimples. But because I have come to a place where I love me so much, I embrace every aspect of myself. And I love how you said embracing all of it. Because listen, we all are light and we all are dark. We all have because we all have cellulite and we all have some 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 stuff where we can't pinch nothing right but like <laughs> my stretch my stretch marks I now look at those as stripes. I heard somebody say that one time they said about the stripes and loving the stripes. I'm like, honey, I am like a zebra, honey, because I got plenty stripes and I love me a horse and I love me a zebra. And it's if you can take your thoughts and you can create what you want to experience, what you want your reality to be you're gonna have a different experience in life with yourself, in relationships, on your job, in your career, with your clients. Everything begins with how you think about it yes. because however you think about it, that is the relationship that you're going to have with it.
1: And the other piece that I wanna share with the, our, our audience too is that, you know we talk about looking in the mirror, we talk about all of the different things, but at the core, The reason why you have to love who you are is that we have all of these roles that we play. And I want to be very, 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 very clear. Roles that we play. Your roles that you play are not who you are. You are somebody's mother. That is a role that you take on. You are somebody's auntie. You are somebody's daughter. You are somebody's employee. You are somebody's employer. Those are roles that you do. And do you know why there are rotten mothers out there? Because at the core of their being, they don't like who they are. And when you love who you are at the core of your being, then who you are shines through every role that you play. And so when the core of your being is shining through at every role that you play, of course you can be the best version of yourself in everything that you do. But if you are rotten at the core, then rotten's gonna come out as everything that you do. Now, this is not to say that, oh, I flow in light and oh, I flow in dark, but it's called balance. It's called balance in the end and we strive to be in balance because those dark parts are just as necessary as those light parts. And why do I say that? Because if you don't find yourself down sometimes, how will you ever know to leap forward? It is imperative that we find our balance within the midst of who we are, loving who we see, embracing all aspects of ourself so that we can move through this story called life. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you can't, I love how you said that because you cannot know pleasure without pain.
1: You no. You cannot
0: know light without dark. You cannot know good without not so good. Right. And it is all up part of the life experience. Now, I can't tell you exactly why. That's just the way it is. Right? Uh-huh. But when you come to accept that that there are some things, they just are what they are. But how you think about it is going to determine your relationship with it. Right? And if you don't yeah. like your life, if you don't like what's happening in your life, then change your mind. Change your thoughts about it. Because I say it like this, Enolia. The blessing and the curse is the exact Same thing. It's how you see it that makes it one or the other for you. I heard something the other day and the guy was saying, you know, he don't want to look at the glass half empty or half full because he recognizes that he has a pitcher of water on the side that he could fill it whenever he wants to. (laughs) I just love that perception. You know, for me, that was next level thought. For me, that was next level thought because, you know, we, we we often focus on the, you know, glass half empty, glass half full. I always say I'm a glass half full type of person. But I love that because for me, it was like there's nothing missing because I don't have to focus on whether it's half full or half empty. If I want it totally full, I have the picture on the side constantly. I got to keep my picture full. I right. make sure that there's always a full picture on the side and I have control over that. Because I can get my happy behind up and I can refill the picture at any time. But again, it's how you think about your life, right? And too many people, their thoughts are controlling them. You know, years ago, what I would hear people say all the time, you know, well, I acted without thinking. I'm like, no, Babo, that's not possible. The thought always comes before the action. Now you might act a nanosecond after you have the thought, but what that, what you're telling me is that your thoughts control you. You don't have any control over your thoughts. And it's like people saying, well, she made me mad or he pissed me off. What you're saying is that person has more control over you than you have over yourself. Because if somebody else can get you to react, then that person, you're allowing that person, you're allowing that person, you're allowing that person. (laughs) Whenever I say it three times, y'all, I really want y'all to get it, to control (laughs) you. And yes, and
1: I want to capitalize on that. But before I do, this is a perfect time in the show. We're going to open it up to questions. If you have a question, please send it to us. We'll be happy to answer your questions. Put your questions in the chat. And I'm going to just keep talking until we see a question pop up, and we'll we'll answer it. So on that note, um, I wanted to share this. I love, and I look at it, um, I'm going to flip it over, and I'm, I'm going to talk about how we give our power away. We give our power away when we get that emotional I say attachment you say feeling when we when we when that that judgment is projected onto us we attach that emotional feeling or that emotional uh, that emotion to it to whatever that projection is and it's not our truth and we accept it as our truth and we go oh but you said this so it must be true And then all day long, all I'm talking about is what you said about me, my dress you didn't like, or my hair done you didn't like, and I gave my power away to you. And here I am, three, four, five hours, still talking about what you said, and you've gone on to the next thing. How often do we give our power away like that? Girl, Hey, it's like, I say
0: to you, Enolia, how do I look in this dress?
1: So and that I gives go, me
0: the power to determine how I look in a dress. Yes. What'd you, you, te- you tell me, Anolia? How do I look in this dress, Anolia? You well,
1: girl, me? you know, I, I, I've seen better. It's, it's not my favorite. You could do better than that. <laughs> and,
0: and then what I do is I harp on the fact of what you told me rather than taking responsibility for the fact that if I really felt comfortable in that dress in the first place, I would not have
1: asked you how I look in it. And you wouldn't need any approval. No approval needed. I didn't ask you. And think about that. Most of the judgments that come are projected onto us. And we didn't ask, did I solicit that from you? Did I I solicit that statement from you? Did I ask you to tell me? I'm going to tell you something. I have a client. I love her. Her name is, uh, I'll, I'll call her P because, you know, gotta be cool. So he he was interacting with someone at work and that someone at work said, well, girl, if you changed your hair, you know, and looked a little bit more professional, because she was rocking like a fro, an afro, you you probably would get a." And she said, stop. She said, stop right there. Wait, she did it this way. She said, stop right there. And she said, she said, girl, you're talking about yourself. I did not solicit that from you. I didn't ask you for your opinion. So therefore you must be feeling insecure about how you look because you're so worried about letting me know that you think that your looks more professional than mine. And I didn't ask you, right? I had to laugh. I had to just laugh. I I was like, right? It It was the, the person who was giving the judgment was the insecure person. That was the insecure person and she caught it. She was like that's not my stuff, that's your stuff. Yeah. And 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 that that part
0: recognizing when it is somebody else's shit, shame, hurt, insecurities and triggers and not yours because people are always projecting their stuff onto other people. And and that's why you got to pause. Don't panic. You know, and don't take things personally if it's not. But it's so funny because when I was younger, I was insecure about my height. So like right now I'm five foot ten and I always wear three to four inch heels. Right. So it puts me about six foot one. Now I love it. I embrace my height. I just I love looking like an Amazon and feeling like one. And men will come up all the time and they say, oh, my God, you're so tall. You make me feel so short. I'm like, child, I don't make you feel short. You was feeling short before you saw me. You need to embrace your height. You need to embrace your height, cause I embrace mine. You ain't gonna make me feel bad about being tall. You need to check yourself about how you feel about your being short, right? right. So I do. I did the same thing. The tall, the I- I- <laughs> I so we have it. a question. Um, so yeah, she, asked, she
1: said when someone is dealing with vulnerability, how can we help them to move forward from their shame, distress, and trust again?
0: Can I can I jump in on this one first? Yes, like, you I love can. Your question, okay. Thank you so much for this question. And you know, like a lot of people they really struggle with being vulnerable because they perceive because it came, the, that 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 conditioning came in from somewhere. They perceive that vulnerability is weakness. Whenever you are vulnerable, you're being authentic. You are being authentically who you are. And like you know you said, we all got the dark and we all have the light, right? Usually when people struggle with the vulnerability, they're looking at it from a shadow aspect rather than a light aspect. But when I learned that vulnerability equated to authenticity and if I could be authentic, I don't have any problem with being vulnerable because I saw the strength in being vulnerable because it's truly who I am. Like if I'm hurt, like yesterday with my son, I was vulnerable to share with him how I was feeling that hurt and what I had realized. And you know what he said to me? He said, mommy, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to see that hurt in you. And then he was able to tell me his position. If I wasn't willing to be vulnerable, which was really authentic with how I was feeling, I would have spent the rest of this trip in my feelings and not really participating, right? So when you're vulnerable being authentic, you can move forward from your shame, distress and trust because, listen, that, that's a part of you. If you feel shame about something, it's as a result of something that happened, right? If you're distressed about something or you're having a problem trusting, it's as a result of something that happened. But even in the being vulnerable and authentic, be authentic with who you are, but also with who you want to be, what you're experiencing, but also with what it is that you want to experience. Does that apply to men as well? Absolutely.
1: Oh, oh, let me, let me take this one. Let me take <laughs> I love this because Go ahead. Hey, it's so Hey, important. watch out y'all. She's shifting. The- <laughs> this one. Watch out y'all. It's so, coming. <laughs> let me, let me tell you to, to the men out there. Okay. It is important to be vulnerable. It is imperative that you take a breath because the facades that we put on don't serve us. And we know that we're not coming from an authentic place that we're putting on the facade to hide that feeling. And then what happens is that your partner can pick up on it. And when she picks up on it, she doesn't feel seen. She doesn't feel heard. She doesn't feel that you're you're responding to her accordingly. And that's why the, 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 the arguments, the debates, they cycle. They cycle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, you didn't hear me. Well, yes, I did hear you, But but I don't Feel and notice that we as women will say feel and not necessarily speak. So I'm gonna make this akin to my my fiance and I. I'm just gonna put it all out there, right? Might as well, right? So what happens is that when we, we have <laughs> and when we have a debate or an argument. And I'll I'll take it at a physical level. The first thing he wants to do is walk away. And I said, when you walk away from me, it gives me the impression that you feel less about how I'm feeling. So please don't walk away from me. Matter of fact, most of the time when I'm feeling like this, I want to be embraced. The opposite would actually engage me and get me past it and over it faster right so it's the opposite of what you want to do oh she's in a bad mood let me give her space let me no show me that loving side when i'm feeling bad or when i when i when i am expressing that because i want to feel engaged with you which is why i'm debating with you in the first place if we don't want to be bothered we would have just turned around and walked away the second part of that is that when you are angry if you can just break down and say exactly why you're angry. And here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking to my fiance, he goes, well, how much that costs? And I go, well, none of your business. And it's just like, what? What are you talking about? I just asked you how much it costs. And what I had to do is I had to show that vulnerability and say, when you said that to me, it triggered me. It triggered me because my ex-husband used to tax me all the time on how I purchased things. So when you said that to me, I didn't take it as in you just showing interest and wanting to know for a, a reasonable purpose. I took it as, as if you were trying to attack me to find out how much I spent and because I had to be accountable to you because in my previous relationship, I always had to be accountable. And then when he said that, he goes, the quality of the woman that you are You know what? You don't have to worry about that. I would never question that, right? But had he not been, you know, he he could have just went off. He could have just been, what? Why did you speak to me like that? What do you think you are? Blah, 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 blah. And then a whole fight blows up. And then the the opposite is, is actually true. I'm asking him, what's wrong with you? Why did you shut down? And he actually was vulnerable with me and said, when you said this, It pissed me off because it triggered X, Y, and Z. And because he was honest with me, I was like, you know what, now that I understand that it triggers you, I won't do that. I will make a conscious note not to do that. So that's a long-winded answer, but. But, so but, but, but but that
0: was good because a trigger will, will trigger a trigger, right? For every action, yes. there is a reaction. If I got a gun in my hand and you got a gun in your hand and I'm about to shoot you, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot me. It's going to be a gun battle. The two of us going to be dead. None of us can have a conversation, right? Exactly. And the, the, the shutdown doesn't yeah. And I love the question by Suki because men and women are not that different. We process things different, but we feel yes. things a lot alike, you know? And so in my working with men, you know, they want women to know that we feel too. We're, yeah. We are, we are scared of vulnerability too. We have shame. We have hurt. We have insecurities as well. But I love what you said, because in relationships, if we are willing to communicate Mm -hmm. and they're willing to hear each other, then we will be able to tap into the similarities because the truth is this, in relationships, we draw to ourselves who we are, not what we want. If you are a person who is insecure, and let me go a little bit deeper. And your soul, the evolution of your soul in this incarnation requires for you to heal through some things, okay? You are Mm -hmm. going to attract someone to you in relationship. If you never get married, it'll be your mama. If, if your mama ain't around, it'll be your best friend. If your best yep. friend ain't there, it'll be your long lost auntie, right? We attract people in relationship who are like us. That's the saying, like attracts like, right? So you, if you are insecure, you're going to attract someone who is either going to trigger your insecurities or is who is going to be insecure themselves. And so it's important for people in relationships to stop thinking about how the other person is, but, but, but pay attention to what you're thinking based on what the other person is doing, because 9.9 out of 10, that person is a reflection and or an aspect to you, right? And so it's important, Suki had asked about trauma, when trauma splits you, what do you do? It's important for you to seek help, seek healing, right? If you're sick in your body, you go to a doctor because you don't know how to, to, to fix your stuff. Go to somebody who specializes in helping you with your trauma because if you don't heal that, you're going to attract that to yourself.
1: Go absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we have, yes, definitely men are standing out on, oh, I am struggling on the platform and don't want to be seen as weak. I understand. Good one, Suki. So do you, uh, do you feel like you fully got the trauma one addressed? I think she had one right before that one on the trauma. When deep trauma splits a person, what can we do to be complete again? And you commented on that. And um, the other piece of that too is that we have to learn how to move through the story of trauma. And uh, you know, I just I emphasize exactly what Danica said, which is you you need to seek help but you have to face that trauma and then you have to you move through the story. It. Yeah. And if you don't acknowledge it and you don't face it, then, you know, it's just like being stuck in a story. And you know, what was that? Um, Groundhog day over and over and over and over and over and over again. And we, our ego loves this because our ego goes, I don't have to think anymore. I don't have to work anymore. All I have to do is just be stuck. And I'll give every justification uh, and reason why I can't go on moving forward because I'm stuck. So yeah. the ego loves yeah. that you have to get help. So and, what and, is Jill- and your-
0: and you, and you have to acknowledge it. Let me go back on that for a minute because I work in the area of trauma. Yes. You, you, first of all, you have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge that something happened. So Suki had Absolutely. said something about, you know, men stand on the I am stronger more than women. But again, that's a story. That's a conditioned story. That's something that somebody told you at some point or a culture told you at some point, or an experience told you at some point. But we have to be we have to be willing to sit down with the shit that we've been told and break it down. Like, is this truth or is this a lie? Like, where did this come from? Does this make sense? This don't make no sense. Because why should a man strong, stand stronger in the I am? Stand stronger. And again, ask yourself, what does that mean? Why do I feel like I need to stand stronger as a man in the I am, right? Because women will say the same thing. Like women are just expected to be strong, you know, a lot of women mm-hmm. raising children as a single mother, as I did, as Noli, as I know you did. So we're we're expected to be the stronger one for everything. But it's the stories that we tell ourselves, and we have to be willing to confront the stories. Is this story that you're telling yourself the reality that you wanna be experiencing? And what's wrong with being vulnerable? And if I'm with a partner, why can't I tell him or her how I really feel? Because how do I really expect them to know how I really feel if I'm not willing to tell them? Again, have a conversation with yourself. Face it. Face the lies that you tell yourself. Face the truth. Face the, I really don't know what the hell I think. Face that too. <laughs> And if you want to be a better person, then be willing to take the steps that are going to support you in being that better person. Because, again, it really doesn't matter what somebody thinks about you or says about you. It matters what you think and say about yourself, because whatever you think and say about yourself is going to be your lived experience.
1: Right, right. Yes, we got your, we, we got it, Suki. We understand that you're learning from a perspective of a therapist. Thank you so much. So we have Julie Vega. And where does one start with the personal work? It is a process of identifying your beliefs. Does this help identify the triggers? And when working on visions and positive thoughts. So um, Listen, Julie- She's Bega, asking
0: a question though, babe. She said, is, it, is yes. it? Can you go back to that question, please? Is it a process of- is it a process of identifying your beliefs? Yes. Does this help identifying the triggers? You want to take that one?
1: Um, where does one start with the personal work? I, You know, when I engage my clients and I'm working with them, I really just meet them where they're at. And I know you do this too, Danica. And so really a person who is going to get engaged, we're going to just talk to you where you're at. And then we're going to work from that point. So if you're stuck in the story, we're gonna, we're gonna understand what is the story that you're stuck in and then break it down to its origin. And then once we break it down to its origin, what is it that you have to rise to the occasion of and that, what that you need to face? And by the way, what is the foundation that you're basically standing on in the first place? And if that foundation is weak, which is you can't look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, we got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of work yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, and know, so she
0: to. says here, are, are, I love, it's so difficult to say are and our together in the yes. same sentence. Are, are our
1: <laughs> beliefs
0: connected to our triggers? Absolutely. Our beliefs yes. are connected to our triggers. Absolutely. Um, you know, that scripture that says, as a man thinketh in his heart. Well, of course we don't think with our heart, right? <laughs> we, we think with our brain, right? Yeah, but But the thought of the heart is your belief. So as you think in your heart, as you think in your belief, So you are right. And whatever your beliefs say is, is, is what guides you, you know, your beliefs really guide you. And so, yes, your triggers are absolutely connected to your beliefs because your, your triggers are an extension of what you're thinking. It's like me yesterday with my son, the story I shared. So the trigger was connected to a belief, a childhood belief that I'm always denied. I'm always told no, when I ask for something. And ironically, my son and I are extremely close, but one of the things I've identified with me is a woman and a man could tell me the exact same thing. From a woman, I'll take it as concern. She's sharing something with me. As a man, from a man, I'll take it as criticism and it's connected to how my father treated me as a child. So again, you know, and this is a work that we're always doing, but if you don't learn how to identify your triggers, then you can't confront them, right? You can't move on the other side of them, you can't heal through them. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have the scar. The scar is still going to be there. And if you look at the scar, it might remind you of the event, right? But the heal, the healing of the wound is necessary. So you don't feel that constant pain from it. The scar is a reminder of what happened. The yes. wound is, is infection is still there.
1: Yes. Yes. So I think we have time for one more question before we have to, in the uh, show and so we'll just see if one more question pops up before we go and just give it a second mm-hmm.
0: so again as we're waiting on that other question how to control your thoughts rather than your thoughts controlling you be willing to recognize your thoughts be willing to face them be willing to identify where is this coming from is this supporting what i desire to experience you know and if it's not then you are responsible to transform your thought.
1: And we got a beautiful thank you. That really helps so much. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, 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 Suki. Yes, and Suki out there. Thank you so much. We we appreciate you. We we appreciate the questions that you pose. And um, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. So This was it. This is the wellness mindset, and you've just got a taste of what we're going to be bringing to you each month at this time. Um, We are here on every third Thursday, and um, you can check us out on our website. So for me, it's enolia.live, and um, for Danica, I'm sure her information is going to pop out. And there we go.
0: Dot com, and you can email me at Danica, Danica Carrutherscom and we also want to ask you to share this share this with people who you know are having a hard time with their with, with their thought process you know share with them feel free if you're watching this on the replay we'd love to know that you're watching this on the replay put in the comment section hashtag replay put in the comment section how you feel about this but like and share like and share share and like <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Because we are the mind the the wellness mindset, if you have uh suggestions of things that you want to hear about too please put that in the comment blocks of particular topics that might uh be of interest to you. We're here um if you're thinking it nine times out of ten, so many other people are thinking it too, so you know we welcome you know those those topics that might be uh topics of the heart and um we're excited that you came. So thank you so much. Yes. And subscribe and hit that notification bell so that every time we yes. upload a new
0: video, you will be notified. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Julie. Julie said this has been so insightful. Thank you so much. Oh, Suki wants us to oh, talk, talk about fear. Oh, about
1: fear. one of my favorites okay we
0: yes, will do that <laughs> all right enolia much love and light to you sweet
1: pie i just love you with your beautiful gorgeous self and, and i love you too you <laughs> just make me smile the laughter the joy the energy the light that you bring oh it just I, I was so excited to be here and i'm so excited to be here with you so thank you thank you thank you yeah. and thank you to our audience thank you for listening and uh, this has been a, the Wellness Mindset show happening
0: with, with Enolia and Danika. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye.